Bouquet. It's Thursday, July 13th, and we start the day at 9 a.m. with Rodeo Slack. Also starting at 9, going till 5 is the Cowboy Cash Western Market out at the Ramona. At 5 p.m., the carnival starts and goes till midnight. Then at 6.30, it's pre-rodeo entertainment. It's trick horseback riding with Hyper Yule. And featuring the local rodeo youths, best of the rest steer riding. Then at 7 p.m., it's tough enough to wear pink night. We open with the World Championship Indian Relay Races, America's first extreme sport. Teams will compete for over 90000 in cash and prizes. Then it's PRCA YO Rodeo kicking off with the world's best cowboys and cowgirls. So come out and cheer them all on as they battle for prize money, glory, and bragging rights at the world-famous Sheridan YO Rodeo. up for the hunt with the Sportsman's Warehouse Sale Flyer in this week's Country Bounty. With hundreds of dollars of savings on rifles, bows, ammo, clothing, footwear, and all the gear you need for the hunt. If you're just looking to fish, you'll find savings in that department too. Hunting, camping, hiking. See it all on the Sportsman's Warehouse Sale Flyer in this week's Country Bounty. Visit their store on Brunage Lane in Sheridan, where they're open seven days a week. This is Christy Kinghorn with Buffalo Realty, and let's talk about Nine to Smith Court. This lake resort oasis on 5.16 acres overlooks Lake DeSmith. The layout of this four-bedroom, three-bath home has a master bedroom suite with a walk-in closet and master bath, nice office and three more bedrooms, and two more bathrooms. A large kitchen with an island separates the living room and the family room. Call me, Christy Kinghorn at Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. Got a chip or need a windshield repaired? Hi, I'm Cindy Wolf. Jim and I were both born and raised in Sheridan and are proud to continue to run Novus Auto Glass as a locally owned business. Novus Auto Glass has certified technicians to put your windshield concerns at ease. We strive for professional quality work. Novus provides a lifetime and national warranties on all installations. Come see us at our new location, 1034 Broadway Street, or call us at 307-672-0139. Set up an appointment. Sheridan Wild Rodeo, one of the biggest events in Sheridan. Time for family, friends, and visitors from all over the world to come home. The First Federal Bank and Trust family would like to extend a big welcome home to everyone. First Federal is a trusted local bank committed to our community, sponsoring the nightly Indian Relay Races and helping bring you live coverage of the Friday morning live stream and broadcast on SheridanMedia.com. So welcome home from the First Federal Bank and Trust family, a true community bank for over 88 years. Member FDIC. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. This morning I am joined by Sheridan City Council members Kristen Jennings and Andrew Patsick. Good morning, Council members. Good morning. Good morning. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, uh, much of Coffeen Avenue was historically zoned as industrial. This is uh, an issue I wanted to jump right into because when it comes to zoning and things like that and how we change that, it tends to be kind of a complicated issue, doesn't it, uh, Councilwoman Jennings? Absolutely. Um, it, you know, it's something that we started to have a discussion on. Um, I, I think it's probably been a long time coming, uh, actually, but, you know, real hardcore discussions just a few months ago about what um, they want the downtown or, or what the downtown should look like or should be allowed in, in downtown. And um, 
you know, I mean, we're we're talking about um, making sure there's not a you know slaughterhouse next to a candle store. You know, uh, yeah, that type of thing. <laughs> it's slaughterhouse next to a daycare. <laughs> yeah, that'd yeah, be bad yeah. mix. Um, and so it's it's um, it's just making sure. I think that uh, I, I think the biggest goal probably is just to make sure that um, it, we're avoiding situations like that. You know, if somebody isn't delivering a. a truck full of some sort of toxic or caustic substance downtown uh, where everybody goes to to eat lunch um, and, and just making sure that we separate you know where where the public goes to enjoy their time and their space versus the necessity of of some of these businesses but you know the safety is is the biggest concern there and so I think that's part of what um, prompted this conversation so if we put this in like layman terms uh if we're looking at a zoning issue on caffeine where exactly does this fall in my mind uh if i were to look at a map of the city is this pretty close to the business district that we're looking at hey this was industrial now we got to go in there and figure out what kind of industry are we going to allow in there? Right. Are we going to allow industry in there? Are we going to rezone this? Yeah. Um, so it it is the business district is it, so downtown from where Coffee turns into Main. Um, so we're we are just talking Main Street and then of course the the side streets. So the business district and and I apologize. I'm I'm a horrible directions person. I am so. too. Believe it or not, I totally am too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People say go west, and I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> could you? Could you you just point for me? <laughs> yeah. Tell me what that's near. I'll be good. Well, if I could jump in about uh, the portion of caffeine from Brundage extending north. <laughs> See if I can get my directions yeah. right. Um, uh, it used to be a different use there. I mean, we had the mill in, and uh, there's uh, some heavy industrial um, things that could go in under current zoning, but it's now it's shifted from more of that type of use to more of a commercial. We have the Walmart, we have uh, um, a couple of different uh, strip mall areas that have different businesses in them, and one of the things that could go in next to those is something heavy industrial like uh, an oil refinery. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to say, okay, well maybe that doesn't fit the vision that we have now moving forward, considering how things have changed. And with that re in regard, uh, uh, there's a proposal to make going from an M1 to an M1 and an M2. And everything that is around um, caffeine, uh, the car dealerships and Walmarts, all M1. So we would maybe place a, fewer, a few more restrictions on what can be built there, but then change the areas up off of East Ridge Road to an M2 and let them uh, house more of the heavy industrial applications which includes potentially or currently actually a slaughterhouse mm -hmm. now when i picture that block in my head uh because you said it you know you got the mill and then right behind the mill we've got like some sort of storage what looks to be for like a, a large electric transformers things like that is that kind of the area that we're talking about I mean, is that why those transformers are there? Yeah, uh, extending from Brundage, again, I believe I got my direction right, going north, um, to the point where it crosses Little Goose Creek, I think, is as far as the M1 goes. So we're talking everything that's in that mix. That's quite a ways, yes, isn't it? Yes, it's, it's quite a large area. 
And to, to provide a little clarity, because what I was talking about, we have two actual committees, one for the downtown business district and then one for what Andy is talking about. So so there are two different two separate conversations about two separate areas going on. And I, mine, I'm on the committee for the downtown side of it. So a little, little clarity there, because he was talking about coffee and I right. was talking about Main Street. So. Now, when it comes to that conversation, uh, those conversations that are being had, what are you hearing and, and what are what's being discussed um well it's it's fairly early on so we've we've only had i believe it's two meetings right now um in in that conversation and really the questions are what parameters are we looking to set um for the downtown business district is it the questions you know that i'm hearing uh, obviously what what to allow in that um area for public safety, uh, what not to allow in that area for public safety. Um, let's say a building has to be demolished or it burns down or you know something like that in in the downtown district. Um, you know, do we want to put um, requirements in place that it has to be a certain time period that that the decor has to not the decor, oh, but no, like I it get has what you're be, saying. Okay, yeah, brought back to a standard of a certain time period for. Uh, you know the the history of of the downtown and so um, those are really the questions that we're trying to determine you know obviously um, of that what is what is the city government's role in telling businesses downtown what they can and can't do um, and so it's it's making sure that we're uh, abiding by those parameters but keeping the historical um, aspect of Sheridan true to you know to its form so didn't i, I want to say jackson did something like this years and years ago where you had to have like a western looking front on your store if you were going to be in a certain area in that right. town uh just all to keep that aesthetic which was bringing in tourists which is obviously the majority of jackson's revenue i would imagine right. uh if it's not holy cow i don't know where that money's going <laughs> Last time I was in Jackson, you couldn't even get around town. Oh, I mean, man. that place is just, it's gotten crazy. Wow. Um, and I, I grew up just south of there. You know, when yeah. I was a kid, it was just a little town up the road. Yeah. I mean, it drew tourists. Yeah. But man, oh man, <laughs> today I'm here to tell you. Now, so ultimately, as you said, these discussions are, are still, you know, pretty new. Mm -hmm. How long do you have? I mean, like, is there a deadline that we have when someone's going to say, look, we've got to get this rezoned? Or is this just something that we're getting done now because we've got the time to get it done now? Um, so for the coffee and area, I, I don't know. I've, I've not been on those um, in those meetings, and, and Andy could probably tell you a little bit more. Um, for the downtown district, we do have kind of a deadline of the end of 2024. Uh, simply because um, last year, I believe it was, uh, council voted to put a moratorium on gambling in the downtown district. And so um, that moratorium is going to be coming up at the end of 2024. We'd like to have, you know, everything in place by then so that it can be a smooth transition into, you know, this is what it looks like. So now. And as of right now, we can only have a gambling establishment within a certain distance from the downtown, or, or am I wrong in that? Well, so um, they can have, and, and it's it's been at least a year since we had this discussion. So, um, I, I, if I remember correctly, um, businesses can have gambling um, 
machines, but it's, I believe it's less than six, they have to have less than six. Um, and so they can't, they can't add. And um, so right now, you know, a lot of it, the moratorium was dependent really upon what the state legislature was going to talk about for allowing municipalities to make those determinations for themselves. Um, state legislature didn't address it. And so it was kind of a well, you now know, what kind of deal, what? right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so we're, you know, trying to to um, navigate those waters without without some direction. And um, so I think, you know, mostly it was just to give everybody some time to look around and and um, get ideas together and, and start working through those and, and see what happens. And so we have that deadline uh, that we would like to, to have our side done by but i i don't know on the come from patsy yeah what about the other section of town up there i mean if it is there a deadline or are you guys just having these discussions well each time the city attorney has brought this up he said that it's going to take the better part of a year and maybe more and part of the reason is because um when we are doing this type of work we have to do a thorough inventory of what types of businesses are there now because we don't want to go through the effort of making a zoning change that instantly has to put somebody in a grandfather situation that was not anticipated but already existed at the time that we were doing it. And the problem with that, of course, is let's say uh, for right now that uh, you've got a slaughterhouse. Um, well, you may be grandfathered in, but you're restricted in whether or not you can grow and build onto your business because uh, if you do, then it forces you into a different category where you lose your grandfather status and, oh, wow. and you have to uh, uh, basically either, I don't know, I guess move or or decide not to do reorganize your, yeah. the business somehow so and that's that's the problem and we want we want business to be able to thrive. We just want it to be able to thrive in the way that uh, we can do what we can to manage the way that that Sheridan is growing. How will we? identify this i mean are we just basically going through each business line Boots by line ground. yeah yeah Boots going down talking to them there's been talks about um maybe tasking this to some interns uh hiring some interns with the city and saying hey we need you guys to go down and just knock on every door and talk to them and ask them questions we need to know what kind of what is the nature of their business so that we don't inadvertently make a mistake and make something that is important to them uh incongruent with a new uh, uh change in zoning now, after the recommendations, because what will happen, the committee will make recommendations, right? That will be presented to the council. What will the council do with those at that point? Um, so at that point, and, and, and to actually just kind of dovetail a little off of what um, Andy just said, in, in our particular meetings, we've actually talked about having consultants come in to um, because we are, you know, I mean, we're we're just average citizens too, having these discussions, and so you want somebody whose job it is to know um, these are the problems you're going to run into, or hey, these are some ideas that you didn't think of. So we've we've had those discussions too about bringing in consultants to to kind of give us some guidance on um, zoning, you know, zoning do's and don'ts, that type of thing. But. Um, I apologize. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> Just what will council do oh. with the recommendations once they're handed over? Um, so council will will um, consider these recommendations. If they have any changes or would like to see any changes, you know, those will be brought forward. Uh, if council votes on making those changes, then then those will be brought forward, and then we'll start to implement. And um, the biggest part of implementation in my mind is going to be public outreach so that people are aware of what these changes look like and they're not you know inadvertently 
um, violating something that they didn't even realize, you know, existed. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so public outreach, in my mind, is is probably the biggest side of implementing all of this once council um, makes its final decisions. So. Yeah, you talked about bringing in consultants to kind of just make sure that uh, hey, are we doing this right? Is everything correct? Uh, does uh, the downtown committee uh, work with uh, uh, stakeholders? I know um, I heard somebody say yesterday that's a buzzword, but <laughs> but it's a good word, stakeholders. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at the Chamber of Commerce, mm-hmm. the DSA. Uh, are you guys hearing from uh, those organizations as well about how they would like to see this kind of sorted out? Um, so, so they're not actually part of the meetings that we're having right now because, like I said, we're very early on in infant this. stages. Yeah, yeah, and just having some some uh, general conversations. But yes, they will they will be brought in because they are um, uh, you know kind of that intermediary between the city and the and the um, business and the building owners and um, so yeah they they have a really good idea of what um, challenges the businesses are facing or could face and so um, no they they will be brought in um, probably through that consultation process as well because there are resources for the downtown district and for the city um, to utilize in in finding out you know what's going to massively affect the businesses and you know maybe what to stay away from and that kind of answers my next question is is the challenges that are involved in in sitting on these committees and trying to make these decisions Uh, we don't know exactly what every single business does from this section to that section and so we got to go down and actually have these conversations All right, on that, we're going to have more with our Sheridan City Council right after this. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM, Sheridan. Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, Noah's Ark Christian Preschool is receiving these funds for random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. Commercial Company Office Supply website. Hi, Kurt Smith here for the Sheridan Commercial Company. SheridanCommercial.com will allow you to explore and compare prices with other national brands. We offer delivery or in-store pickup. Over 41,000 items are available by going online at SheridanCommercial.com. That's SheridanCommercial.com. Plus, we carry a line of supplies in our store for your everyday needs. The Sheridan Commercial Company, Office Supply Department at 303 Broadway. Open seven days a week. Want to stay up to date during Rodeo Week? Look no further than SheridanMedia.com. Visit the Everything Rodeo page powered by Range. Get the inside scoop with schedule of activities, parade route, rodeo guide, video interviews, photo galleries, and a lot more. We're constantly updating with new content and activities every day, sometimes multiple times a day. So check it out. SheridanMedia.com. Explore the Everything Rodeo page presented by Range. Live your West life. Official technology sponsor of the Sheridan Wild Rodeo. Rackleton's is now back for dinner on Monday nights. And attention all ladies looking for a fun night out with your girlfriends. Come join us at Frackleton's Monday evenings where ladies get happy hour prices all evening. 
relax and unwind in our stylish and welcoming atmosphere and let our friendly staff take care of all your needs. Whether you're celebrating a special occasion or just catching up with friends, dinner at Frackleton's Mondays with our ladies' night is the perfect way to do it. Don't miss out. See you on Monday evenings at Frackleton's. Upgrade your car buying experience with the world-class service, selection, and value that only Pole Motor delivers. And now, financing your next new car has never been easier. Pole Motor offers quick, easy financing through local credit unions. Find a little peace of mind with competitively priced service contracts on all makes and models, eight years or newer, and no dock fees at Pole Motor. For luxury selection with personalized service, stop in Pole Motor, take a test drive, finance it easily, and take ownership today. Want to stay up to date during Rodeo Week? Look no further than ShareToMedia.com. Visit the Everything Rodeo page powered by Range. Get the inside scoop of schedule of activities, parade route, rodeo guide, video interviews, photo galleries, and a lot more. We're constantly updating with new content and activities every day, sometimes multiple times a day. So check it out. ShareToMedia.com. Explore the Everything Rodeo page presented by Range. Live your West life. Official technology sponsor of the Sheridan Wild Rodeo. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. This morning I'm joined by Sheridan City Council members Kristen Jennings and Andrew Pantsig. Now, if you didn't notice, it's rodeo week here in, <laughs> in Sheridan. Councilwoman Jennings, what is your favorite part of rodeo week? You grew up here, right? Like this, this was... Uh, no, so I, I came in 2005, right after I had graduated from high school. I went to college here. Oh, okay, so, okay. So kind of grew up here. Kinda, yeah, yeah, a yeah, little bit. Became years. an adult here, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, I would have to say probably my favorite part of rodeo is two things. The um, Indian relay races, like probably everybody else. Saw my first one last year. yeah. <laughs> It's, it's so, I mean, you sit up in the stands and you're like gasping when somebody misses a horse or falls off a horse or, you know, and you're like, oh gosh, are they going to make it? Um, and then um, the the Indian dances over off of oh, the Sheridan. the first front. people's power. Mm-hmm. Yes. Beautiful, yes. isn't they it? They do amazingly. And I just, yeah, I, I love watching that stuff. And I, I you know, I'm... The, the the whole rodeo is fun, you know, I, and I've been to it off and on throughout the years, and and I just but those are the the things that I really I'm I'm lucky this year because I work at welcome I work in the offices above Welcome Market Hall and. So I can just look out my window and see, <laughs> you can the, see the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, and I can watch it from the air conditioning. So, um, <laughs> but no, I I uh, I think those are just you know beautiful. Um, recreations and I love to watch all of that because it's just I, I I can't even imagine um you know what it takes to learn that and I you know I'm sure a lot of it is obviously passed down from generation to generation and and it's just awesome to see people holding on to their history and and putting it out there for other people to to view and be a part of so it's like a sneak peek into mm-hmm. a beautiful culture isn't yeah it? yeah I mean absolutely. it's it's just a a sneak peek but yeah. uh it, councilman Patsy what about you? Do you like going down to the rodeo, seeing uh, the the bulls d- throw <laughs> yeah. them cowboys around a little bit? Um, well, uh, in a more roundabout way, m- my favorite uh, part about the rodeo week w- is just the experience, the festivities, and witnessing all of it with my family and the memories that we make together. Um, I will say that some of the more memorable moments for me are the the bucking bronx and bulls <laughs> and the Indian relay, and um, I. 
believe it was last year, um, there was kind of a tragedy. There was a horse that reared up and fell back on a person, and it was... Uh, it was we, it was a really tense atmosphere there for a while, waiting yeah. to see if that person was going to be okay. I mean, that's a that's a lot of weight to fall on a person. So when I was a little boy, we were at the um, uh, Lincoln County Fair over in Star Valley, Afton, and I watched a poor rodeo clown get stepped on right Ooh. on her chest, Ooh. her chest. Ooh. There was a woman, and man, the whole place fell silent and people ran out. I mean, it it, it those moments are just terrifying. Yeah. And and you just feel for it. I, I, there are people who can watch that kind of stuff on the internet. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. Mm-mm. I can't do. It. I can't watch people wreck and all that Mm-mm. stuff. I, no. I feel it too much. Yeah. You know, yeah. I just feel yeah. it too much. Oh, yeah. Man. Now, uh, when it comes to bar and grill licenses, because this is something that's a big issue here in Sheridan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the the I don't know if we'd call it the law had changed. But it gave us a lot of bar and grill licenses. And these are a little bit different than just straight alcohol licenses, right? Uh, retail licenses. Yeah, there's a ratio of a certain amount of your percentage of your revenue has to come from uh, food or um, entertainment, and then the rest can come from the sale of alcohol. And now, how many bar and grill licenses are going to be made available here in a little bit? The, the funny thing is, is I believe we've got six. Um, we had two that, uh, the, the difference between a retail license and a bar and grill license is that a bar and grill license needs to be returned to the city when a person is done using it. A retail license can be sold. It's, so technically you guys, for lack of a better term, the, the city owns those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, and they're, they're uh, I guess, well, temporarily sold it. Maybe call it a lease. I don't a know. A lease. Right, right. <laughs> don't know the terminology on that, yeah. but if we were going to identify with something, that'd be what it would be. Yeah, and it's a, I believe that that's all governed by state statute. So, but um, when we crested 20,000 in the, 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 the mini census that they do in, in between the big census, um, that's when we qualified for four more so i think we're sitting on six now wow and uh there was some uh, interest some real strong interest a few months back but you know life changes situations changes change and um i believe that that interest has waned a little bit or at least the people that were doing it then have uh changed their mind and so we've got six right now that we're going to be um using our new protocol to determine who the recipients are I know that it wasn't a lot of controversy, but there was some controversy that surrounded the the last time we we did something like this, right, Councilwoman? Right. So there's a new process. Yes. And what is this n- new review process? How has this improved? Um, so, yeah, last last time was kind of a um, I, I I was not in favor of the process last time, um, but. Uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, so what we're doing differently is, um, and, and the the work that the committee did last time, you know, it, it's hard. I, I, I was not on those committees, and I, you know, kudos to anybody who tries to... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> to to meet that out and and try to please everybody because there's there's no way. But um, the process now that they are um, that they've come up with is more of a. a scale where they're going to rate based off of certain criteria so it's um, staffing location and improvements business plan entertainment 
and timeline to open to the public. Um, and so all of council is involved now this time around um, versus last time it was just the committee making recommendations um, to the council uh, of how how the process is going to go. So this time around, everybody um, is going to be in on the process. They're going to rate uh, the category uh, one through five, everything from doesn't meet to superior, and then we'll be able to determine from there, um, you know, who's who rates number one, who rates number two. The good thing about having six licenses, like Councilman Patsick said, was, um, you know, we've we've only had really a couple people show any interest in six licenses so it doesn't really seem like there's going to be a lot of hey you get one but you don't um so right. uh, this this time around might be a little bit easier and and um we just wanted to make sure that this time around in the ordinance before the ordinance was brought forward that everything that we possibly could spell out was spelled out um, last time there was a little bit of confusion because it seemed like there were changes made after people were putting in their applications oh that's not good uh, no yeah. no and um and so we've brought it back a couple times you know i know myself you know we talk about um what it's it's state statute gives us the right to deny an application um you know and my statement there was put that verbiage in ordinance because they're not going to know what state statute says and if it's all in one place in one location then you know people are not feeling like they didn't know that information beforehand so so everything that we are doing short of some weird situation that nobody could predict um, we we tried to take everything into account what happens if there's a tie with scores um, you know what information we're going to be requesting all of that information is told in the ordinance beforehand so that there's no confusion on behalf of the applicant as to what information they're going to be needing to provide or That's gotta what's going to happen so difficult to sit <laughs> and and try to write something like this pertaining to you know especially i would say like a liquor license in any form right you know because these, they're so popular absolutely yeah. and and they're worth so much money yes and even a bar and grill license which doesn't go to the individual to be sold later on yeah. uh is still so valuable right. um and i know that i i know that you guys aren't lawyers okay <laughs> but if i was a local business mm -hmm. maybe just a, a a good grill and and i wanted to add on a bar mm -hmm. section even if it's just a, a kind of behind the waitress station mm -hmm. bar section is that viable in this uh, yeah absolutely and and the only thing the only difference really like um councilman patsick said in in the bar and grill i mean obviously with the retail you can sell package liquor and, and that type of thing but um you you have to have a certain percentage and i don't remember off the top of my head if i know what that percentage is but it's it's don't quote me on this nobody hold me to this it's something along the lines of I believe it's 60, 40. Um, 60 I, I was going to say something like 60, yeah. yeah. And so you have to get a certain percentage of your income from entertainment versus and food, the, and food versus mm -hmm. alcohol. So, so like sports bar type of situation. Right. And, and right. I mean, with six and, and councilman, you said we haven't heard a whole lot of interest as of yet. Do you think once this new review process kind of gets out there, people learn it? Do you think that'll increase? That, I'm really hoping uh, interest. so. I'm really hoping that it that it brings some interest because, um, well, uh, when we're talking about um, supporting business in this town, and and I'm gonna 
going to actually quote Councilman Lumen on this. He said that the, one of the things that we really want to do is we want to support business. And I, and I agree with that because, I mean, our town needs to grow and it needs to thrive. And frankly, if there's a person who wants to bring forward a bar and grill, um, people love visiting those. And, and in fact, uh, with enough time, they become icons of the community. They, at times they really can. <laughs> huh? So, um, <clears throat> but uh, one of the things that um, we're going to be considering is and wh whether or not a, per a particular applicant is going to be disqualified from this. That's what, the reason I'm dovetailing into that is because um, given the fact that we want business to thrive, what would cause someone to, to uh, have their application denied? And basically, we're looking at insufficient inf information. So if someone's application is just outright denied, maybe it's because they are going to take longer than a year to finish construction and get actually into business and get open, open their doors or something like that. Or maybe it's something that they didn't provide enough information on a particular topic. We want people to be able to succeed, so we're going to reach out to them and we're going to say, hey, can you give us some more information in this arena so that we can fully examine your application? And so we're going to do what we can to help people be successful because we want people to be successful. Yeah. Absolutely. If they've uh, <clears throat> drawn their business plan on a napkin and attached it to their application, that might be a little bit of a concern. <laughs> now, I know that there's there's some things like Councilman Pansick was just talking about which would disqualify an applicant. Uh, it, this resolution, uh, once it's all kind of tied up, and is it tied up or are there still discussions going on? Um, no, I believe that we've pretty much come to to um, uh, a firm um, um, decision on it. It will be considered at the July 5th City Council meeting. So, or was, yeah. Um, or, I'm sorry, was. We we're already yeah. past that. Good grief. <laughs> I know. Where'd the year go? <laughs> I know. It's already mid-July. <laughs> It'll be snowing soon. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, we're already we're already voting on that or have voted on that, um, and uh, yeah, I think I, I believe the process is going to the the decision process um, started July first, and um, but I don't I, as far as I'm aware, I don't believe we've had any applications or I'm not or aware anything. of any yet either. Yeah, but so. uh, when they do come through, I'm really excited about this protocol uh, engaging everybody on the mm -hmm. governing body. Yeah. So everybody's gonna rate their stuff. Yeah. Rate the qualifications. So now uh, just just real quick, I um, I'm getting the signal. I need to go to a commercial. But I um, <laughs> was to your knowledge, was there anyone who wanted anything changed on this resolution once it was presented to council or? was the majority of council looked at this and they said you know what that looks fantastic let's just walk let's just vote on um you know what it was i had two uh the one i mentioned earlier which was just basically including verbiage that while we might understand it to be true um that the state allows us the opportunity to deny an application i wanted that in in the resolution so that people would be aware of it the other one was they had mentioned um that uh, somebody asked the question as to, well, what happens? I believe it was you actually that asked the question, um, what happens if there's a tie? And yeah. so, uh, you know, my recommendation from there was let's flesh out what happens in an event of a tie and put it in there again, just for just for transparency's sake. And and so, I, if there's like I said earlier, if there's any situation that is just completely random that we didn't think of, you know, that might take us a different direction, but we've tried to put as much transparency and as much 
uh, structure in there so that people will know exactly what they're getting into when they submit their application. And hopefully, in five, six years, we won't have to go back. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and start this whole thing all over again, right? Right, right. I yeah. mean, it's it's always so difficult because laws do change. Right. Uh, and when it comes to alcohol, you know, those things are always evolving going mm-hmm. forward. And, of course, your population is always going to increase. Right. And so the things are always popping up new. So we, I'm hoping we don't have to visit <laughs> this issue again for at least, what would you say, a decade, decade and a half, fingers crossed? Each each council can make changes to their to their heart desire but i would hope that they would look at at this and see that you know a lot of hard work was put into it and agree at least with the premise behind it so and and keep it moving forward (laughs) absolutely all right we're gonna have more with our sheridan city council right after this you're listening to public pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 fm sheridan Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, Noah's Ark Christian Preschool is receiving these funds for random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. Buying or selling a business? Our certified valuation professionals at Harker Mullinder can help you determine the proper values in gifting, estate planning, and the purchase or sale of your business. This is Chance Harris. Harker Mullinder has been providing professional valuation services for Sheridan area businesses since 1995. Schedule an appointment today to discuss how a business valuation can work for you. Harker Mullinder. 672-0785. Shan Foster with the Country Pet Inn talks about dog training and behavioral issues that dog owners may be experiencing. If the dog's not listening to you consistently and with distractions, it's not trained. And most people say, well, my dog's trained. It can sit, it downs, it comes when I call it. Well, what about when Joe Squirrel runs by? What about when that semi comes by honking its horn? Well, those are the things that I train for in real life. Most of the time, it's all through basic obedience. Now, by doing that, you take Take care of a lot of the behavioral issues, shyness issues, aggression issues, possession issues. When you put that dog in that mode or the dog understands its role, a lot of those things go away. Whether your dog has obedience issues where it doesn't listen to you or come to you when you call it, stealing food from the table, excessive barking, aggression issues, you name it, we'll work together to solve it. I help people understand their dog. I'm very fond of that. If you want to get a hold of me, go to countrypetin.com or call Call 674-8582. Put on your sunscreen and pool floaties because summer is finally here. Hi, this is Colton Bates with the Best Real Estate Team, and I want to let you know that our best name doesn't apply to just real estate. We want you to have the best time in anything you do this summer. It's time for barbecues, baseball games, weddings, camping, and so much more. You may feel, however, that now is the right time to sell, upsize, or downsize, but your summer is already jam-packed. The Best Team is here to help. Keep your exciting summer events scheduled and let us build a plan to work around those while making your long-term housing dream a reality. Give me a call, Colton, at 675-BEST and visit bestwi for the best summer ever. Proudly brokered by EXP. This is Dan with Captain Clean. If you find water inside your home, don't panic. Captain Clean is always on standby 24-7. 
Our trained and certified experts and staff will help you start to finish. From identifying the issue, extracting water, detecting moisture deep within your walls, ceilings, and floors, to utilizing state-of-the-art equipment and techniques that ensure your home is completely dry and feels new again. Call Captain Clean today at 672-0726 and don't let unexpected water ruin your day. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. This morning I'm speaking with Sheridan City Council members Kristen Jennings and Andrew Patsick. Now, we have got a lot of construction going on in town. Uh, How does the council consider the Main Street project is progressing along? Main Street Project is on track. Um, there was some delays due to the rain and the water that kept filling the trench, but uh, the Main Street Project is progressing forward. In fact, um, I saw a very excited announcement uh, yes, or two days ago that Dow Street is now open again and people can use that. So um, the original objective was when one another street gets closed down, the one of the beginning ones gets opened back up and they're, they're holding true to that. Now, do you guys have a liaison or do you attend personally like these informational meetings that are being put on by YDOT, the DSA? There are multiple council members um, that have attended. I personally haven't been able to make one yet. uh, due to my my day job, <laughs> man's got to work. I mean, what are you going to work? Well, there, there's definitely a lot more meetings I wish I could attend. Um, but uh, we get uh, frequent communication from Laura Dallas, the the spokeswoman uh, for the project. From, She's great, isn't she? Yeah. She's and um, so we're we're kept up to speed on the progress and and um, and yeah, she does a great job. Have, has the council as a body heard from anyone who who? maybe disagrees with this whole thing or or from what you see the i mean from what i've seen the general public's pretty much like look man we got to replace this road i mean there's and it all kind of you know it's a bit of a a burr Uh, but we got to kind of pain through this um you know i've I've talked to several people downtown and um i think you're i think you're right the i i haven't had anybody um say to me hey this is this is horrible we shouldn't be doing this um you know the the water lines have been under that road for what is it 40 or 50 years 50, or, I, I heard like 50 years yeah and and um you know so we obviously want to make sure that that structure is uh is there and updated because it's it's important you know we want to want to make sure that all those businesses have water downtown for a long time to come and so it is necessary it's so hard i mean and i you know i I try to go down there a couple times a week and um you know just down there yesterday and had lunch and and try to support the businesses and i hope my doctor's not listening i stopped at the chocolate tree yesterday (laughs) (laughs) you know and, and that's the thing i think people just um you know need to be aware of obviously is is visiting downtown even if it's uh, a little harder to get around right now just just going down there and supporting those businesses and and helping them out and um you know it's it's hard on my budget but you know hopefully their budget is is going well so um yeah just just making sure that we are not forgetting that you know because it's blocked off right now there's still access to all the businesses and i think sometimes people might see the construction and and get a little worried that they can't get to a certain business you might have to walk um a little further but those businesses are open and and they uh, sidewalk access is always open so like i said in the past you know walking 
Uh, it's 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 better for you and the businesses anyway. <laughs> right. You know, right. Uh, me and my wife traditionally we parked in that like public parking space behind all the businesses. It kind of requires you to walk all over the place. Right. But that's what you wanted to. I mean, yeah. uh, there's there's great secondhand stores down there oh, that yeah. we absolutely love to visit. Uh, my mom owned a junk store oh, okay. for years, and so I just love to go through there and just rifle through all the stuff. Oh, yeah. uh, and and some of the coats. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, I'll yeah. get off of that. Uh, now, is is the chamber in the city still handing out like chamber bucks, uh, popping in and surprising shoppers who've made it down there? Yeah. So it's it's very much like um, Christmas when they do the get caught shopping type thing, where uh, if you if you're caught shopping downtown, then you you can win some chamber bucks. And so um, I know that the pl- I know that they've already done. Um, some this year uh we've allotted in our budget for more next year um because obviously the project's supposed to to go on uh for a while and um but yeah no they're they're continuing to do that and so i don't i haven't seen um uh, usually you see on social media somebody will be like hey i've won I've oh won yeah, this. And yeah i haven't seen anything yet but you everyone's know, keeping it pretty it. quiet right <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to get caught downtown by somebody who wants those chamber bucks so, no um yeah so I, I that project is is uh still being put out there recently the uh resolution of the city budget passed and uh we're going to jump into this uh, both of you voted against that city budget so i want to i want to give you an opportunity i don't want to put you back on your heels here but i want to know why uh and i'll start with you councilman patsy well i really appreciate the question i was hoping that we could talk about this subject because a lot of what was said on the 23rd was either grossly mischaracterized or patently false and i just i didn't appreciate it very much at all um one of the things that, uh, and I'm, I'd like to uh, invite Trevor to chime in if he wants, because I know he was part of that panel. But um, one of the things that was asked was, uh, or stated rather, is that um, I'm a councilman. What do I care about the national or the Wyoming Constitution for? And the fact of the matter is, is that seemed like a rather silly question to ask, because every single one of us up on the governing body had to swear an oath to obey uphold and protect the constitution not only the national but the wyoming constitution when we took office so uh it would be natural for us to look at that as something that we should take into consideration when we're considering each action that we take on council and um so one of the things so you're asking why did why did we vote against the budget and the answer that I gave was that it's that it's unconstitutional. And when I say uh, reasons of unconstitutionality, I'm talking about specifically specific elements within the budget. And so there's not necess- it's not that the entire budget is unconstitutional, but there's things within it. And specifically, what I mentioned that night um, was the donations that are being made to nonprofit agencies. And um, I actually have a printout right here of uh, Wyoming Constitution, Article 16, Section 6, which I also referenced that night specifically. Um, And the reason I say that is because it was said, if you're going to represent yourself as a constitutionalist, you better know your constitution. I don't understand exactly why that remark was made in that way, because I referenced specifically the area in the constitution that I um, I felt that there was an objection to. And that is um, Article 16, Section 6 says, Neither the state nor any county or city 
shall loan or give its credit or make donations to or in aid of any individual, association, or corporation except for the necessary support of the poor. I also stated that night that that language, um, to my best estimate, was part of the original language from the Constitution. So one of the things, I'm not a lawyer, but I talk to lawyers about this, that you have to do is you have to interpret the language in the context of the, uh, the period that it was written in. So when you're talking about the necessary benefit of the, of the poor, that would be what that would mean back in 1890. So when we're giving uh, public money, money that was taken uh, without, uh, it wasn't voluntary given, it was, it was involuntarily taken when you pay your sales taxes, your property taxes. We're taking that money and giving it uh, to specific nonprofits. We, we donated money to uh, GPET money, that's general purpose excise tax money, to 15 nonprofits. Um, I've heard estimates that there are over 500 nonprofits in this town. Donating to some and not others is, in my opinion, the definition of the government picking winners and losers. And I don't know many people that would advocate that the government should be in the business of picking winners and losers. And I know that there was specific reference, um, because it was brought up on council specifically, um, that I voted against the donation to the hub um, back in March or when we voted on this. Um, that, that is true, but it was stated to your audience that I was dogging the hub. It was stated many times, actually. In fact, it was even stated that if I got up on the stage at lunchtime at the hub and said what I said, that there would be, and I quote, um, a whole bunch of seniors moving right at me. The fact of the matter is what I stated was I was asked if I voted against giving the people's money to the hub, and I said, and I quote, yes, I think so. I don't see how yes, I think so was in any way classifiable as dogging the hub. The fact of the matter is, and I've stated it publicly many times, I think that the hub does great work. There are a lot of nonprofit organizations in this town that I think do great work. It doesn't mean, though, that they should be receiving government subsidization. And one of the things that uh, has been um, more specifically discussed recently is the $100,000 that we're giving to the hub to pay for their fuel prices for uh, the Goose Creek Transit. Let me know if I'm going too long. <laughs> we're going a little bit. I'd like to hear what you okay. did. Um, well, anyway, the, the point is this. We have wild rides in town. We have Sheridan Taxi in town. Nobody's paying for their gas. Now, I understand the difference that they're, uh, one is a for-profit, one is a non-profit. But I'll tell you what, when it comes to the bottom line for wild rides and Sheridan Taxi, it doesn't make a lot of difference that if they're losing business to government-subsidized taxi services, which the Goose Creek Transit does offer, a door-to-door -door taxi service, um, if they're losing money to that, it doesn't really matter to them what the, class, the tax classification of the, of the people that they're losing money to. Anyway. I got one minute. Oh. Councilwoman Jennings, okay. uh, would like to n know why you did. Yeah. Um, you know, in the last two and a half years that I have been on council, I, I have voted uh, a specific way um, to represent people who maybe have a differing opinion uh, than, than the cons consensus of the group. And uh, my no vote was, was simply to... Um, uh, to hold true to those principles, um, I, you know, I, Councilman Patzig and I have had so many conversations about this. It's it's not even funny. We've agonized over all of this um, time and time and time. But 
we we want to stay true to our principles and we want to stay true and give a voice to those people who maybe have a differing opinion on that and so that's where we that's where we stand fantastic i greatly appreciate both of you coming in and having a conversation with me this morning keeping us up to date on what's going on thank you so thank much you. all right you've been listening to public pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 fm sheridan First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, Noah's Ark Christian Preschool is receiving these funds for random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. The owners and staff at Kane's Funeral Home would like to thank the families of Sheridan and Johnson Counties for choosing Kane's and allowing them to serve you during these hard times. Kane Funeral Home makes it their mission to take the stress and uncertainty out of ceremonial services. They own and operate the only crematory in Sheridan County, so your loved one is always in their care. Kane's Funeral Home. Call 673-5837 or visit them online at canefuneral.com. The First People's Pow Wow, Friday, July 14th, immediately after the rodeo parade, a one-of-a-kind event that shouldn't be missed. Hundreds of Native American dancers and drum teams dressed in full regalia will gather on the front lawn of the historic Sheridan Inn, telling stories and performing traditional ceremonial dances. This event is free and open to the public. The First People's Pow Wow, Friday, July 14th, immediately after the rodeo parade at the historic Sheridan Inn. Sometimes you take a little bite. And life goes ahead and gives you a whole pickle slice. Thank you, life. Squeeze a little bit of summer in every sip and refresh yourself with our new icy cold lemonade. And what better to pair it with than our crispy, juicy, tender McCrispy chicken sandwich. Order ahead in the McDonald's app and pick up curbside. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's the captain here with Captain Clean. Professional carpet cleaning is our expertise. All of us clean our bed sheets and dirty clothes routinely, but why not our carpets? It's gross. Even if you take your shoes off, your carpets are always getting dirty. Just call the captain for your 100% free estimate or to schedule your next carpet cleaning. Captain Clean, 672-0726. Affordable options for healthy living. We're Captain Clean. KROE. Sheridan, broadcasting from the Wyoming Corporate Office Studio. K-R-O-B.